Like trauma is not an event, but it's how you perceived the event too. Mm. So it lives in us all. Like you and I could experience the same exact event and I come out of it completely frozen in a trauma response. And you're like, oh, that's fine. (laughs) And it doesn't affect you. Hey friend, welcome to the Cup of Chels podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Holden. And as you can tell by the name, Cup of Chels is because I'm obsessed with coffee. But more than that, I am so passionate about giving you a weekly dose of inspiration and uplifting encouragement. You can also be sure to chime in to interviews and conversations with some amazing people. So grab a cup of coffee, get comfy, and let's dive in to today's show. All right, friends, welcome back to another episode of the Cup of Shells podcast. I am so excited to bring back my dear friend and QCA buddy, Coach Carr, Carissa, <laughs> woo, in the house. Hello, babe. Hey, so, <laughs> so glad to be back. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad to have you back. Carissa was on the show we were just talking about and trying to figure out when I had her on last, but it had to have been in 2021, which is when we first connected. Just to give y'all a little bit of background on Coach Carr and what she's all about. She is the founder of Creative Holistics, and she supports hardworking women in eating real food and dealing with stress productively so that they can restore balance in their bodies, find this inner peace with their minds and in their soul, and just really live a life full of optimal health, happiness, and confidence. I absolutely love you, girl. I am so excited to have you back on the show and to talk about all the things that we're going to talk about today. So I know one of the things that we are going to dive into, and we're just going to let this conversation flow organically as we do here is the five pillars of holistic nutrition. So why don't you just kind of give us a little background into how you got into this line of beautiful work that you do and how you serve your community? Yay. Okay. First of all, it's so good to be back with you. I love hanging out with you. And okay. So I'm, I'm coach car on Instagram. (laughs) Car is kind of like a, it's a fun nickname that I've had my whole life. So I'm embracing that, but my name is Carissa and I am a holistic nutrition and fitness coach. And I actually just finished a trauma-informed certification too. So that's that's like how I've kind of transitioned into this holistic nutrition and fitness, kind of packaging it all together. When I first came on the show, I focused on gut health and I've moved, I've stepped away from that a little bit. Trauma-informed coaching lens gave me like a whole new perspective. So this is, this is what I do now. This is who I am in the world. And it feels really good and aligned. I got into it because of my own body image issues, gut health issues, symptomatic issues. I grew up super active and what I thought was healthy. And I still struggled so much with feeling pretty crappy in my body. And those symptoms went straight to my head Mm. and manifested as like low confidence, low self-esteem, depression, anxiety. I still struggle with anxiety today, but it's definitely like a lot more manageable than it was in the past. But that's what nudged me into this world of health. And it was 
it's been a journey. It's been a really long journey. And I know part of this new me coach car, holistic nutrition, holistic fitness approach that I'm taking on now is including the trauma-informed perspective into my practice and leading with compassion for myself and, mm. and for us as a culture, what we've grown up with, the messaging that we've grown up with, and that's been embedded in our systems at a subconscious level makes so much sense to me now. It's still hard to, it's still a challenge to navigate, but that's, that's where I'm at in my practice. That's where I'm at personally, uh, is leading with that trauma-informed lens and taking all of the messaging that we've received over and over again from diet culture and growing up and yeah, beauty, even the beauty industry too. Like what is, what is health? What it it looks a certain way. No, it doesn't. I'm here to say it's a feeling. Health is a feeling. Health is about embodying self-love and self-compassion. And then the habits follow once you can get there. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And this feels so resonant for me and where I'm at in my life right now too. Just as you know, I'm a sober mentor and have Mm -hmm. been alcohol-free now for coming up on three and a half years, which is totally freaking bananas to me. And really giving up the alcohol was the first part because that allowed me to tap into more of my spiritual practice to the holistic approach within myself, right? Getting my freaking mind, right. Getting my spirit, right. Being able to navigate emotions. And I see so much now how it's all freaking connected, how it's all so connected, you know, and I knew that before, but like, I can see it in myself now too. And as you were stating all that too, the trauma informed congrats on that, by the way, I think that is huge. Definitely something in on my vision board to tap into as well, because I think it's so beneficial to be able to bring that element into your coaching and into your Mm -hmm. workshops. And I'm curious how you see health and trauma correlating. Ooh, juicy. I love this yeah. question. It they are I'm seeing it a lot like more and more now that I have this background to lean on. So trauma lives in our nervous system and it can really dysregulate the whole it does dysregulate the whole nervous system. And the nervous system is responsible for our health is <laughs> responsible mm-hmm. for a lot of things, health, health included specifically like digestion. I could, I could easily dive into that. I'm going to say like health as a whole. So if we're, for example, I've, I've worked with clients before in the past few months who are talking about but trying to stack these habits on top of a dysregulated nervous system. And if you've got a wobbly table, like think of a, a table and one of the legs is wobbly things are going to fall and you're stacking books on top of it and books and habits and food on top of it. It's going to eventually crash down. So we've got to get the base, the foundation in place before you can start tacking on the habits and the health, the goals that people want. I want to eat better. I want to exercise more. I want to get better sleep, all these things. What are you building that on top of though? If -hmm. it's not a sturdy foundation, then that's why things aren't sustainable. Like people come to me that have tried diets in the past. They've tried exercise protocols in the past. They know what to do. It's just doing it or it's just not working or it's not lasting long enough. 
the good versus bad mentality, the all or nothing mentality. What are you putting those on top of though? Why have these habits never stuck in the past? Why are they not sustainable? Because there's something dysregulated going on underneath at the core. And that's where the trauma comes into it. That's where, and it it's not necessarily like trauma is not an event, but it's how you perceived the event too. Mm. So it lives in us all, like you and I could experience the same exact event and I come out of it completely frozen in a trauma response. And you're like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. (laughs) And it doesn't affect you. So it's a perception. It's a self-perception of what's happened to you as well. And we've all got it. We've all got it on, on some layer. So getting, digging in, really befriending my favorite part of bringing the trauma work into health is inner child's work. Mm, it, I'm so glad you said that because my brain was immediately going to inner child and mm-hmm. ooh, I wonder if this conversation is going to go there and then you did it. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> They're so, it's so connected because all of our learned behaviors come from childhood and mm-hmm. a lot of our nervous system is from childhood. Like the, the responses that we have as adults come from childhood somewhere. So that's been my favorite part of this work actually. And, you know, it's pretty wild what comes up in some sessions, like where we'll only focus on inner, inner child healing. And then they'll come to me the next session and say, like, I didn't realize where I learned these behaviors from and that like healing that has translated into cooking more Mm -hmm. (laughs) or going on a walk, an extra walk. I don't know, little things like that. And it's little things too that add up to big results. Right. I think that's so important. And so what I heard you say is it's, it's imperative for us to create this solid foundation. And that starts with really tapping in and looking at where we are currently with Mm -hmm. our responses to life, right? How we're responding to life through the Mm -hmm. lens of our nervous system and digging in and really looking at any kind of trauma we may have experienced. Mm -hmm. My understanding of trauma too, is that there's little T and big T in a meridian, Marid, is that the right word of T's in the middle, you know? And again, Mm -hmm. I love how you pointed it out that trauma is how we perceived the Mm -hmm. event too. And it's funny because as you were talking, I was thinking of my sister and I went on a, on a vacation recently. And before that, you know, in the preparation for that, we were talking about this event that happened when we were kids and we were traveling back home from San Antonio, five, five and a half hour drive. And my mom's car broke down. It was me my mom and my sister. Mm -hmm. And this gentleman stopped and helped us my recollection of that is like this, you know, I romanticize everything. So this knight in shining armor came and saved us and helped us. And, you know, we were safe. And my sister remembers it as like this strange man, like stopped and helped. And what are we doing? You know? So it's, it was so interesting to be able to see it from her perspective. But as you were talking about trauma and and how it lives in us, truly and how we perceive these situations that happen to us, like it's understandable why we are acting as adults in the way that we are because of what happened to us as little kids too. Yes. And a lot of times we're continuing these behaviors because that little kid has something to say. There's something that wasn't resolved. So it's not me sabotaging myself by failing, quote unquote, failing these habits. 
Right. It's that little girl in there that's trying to get my attention. She's trying to tell me, hey, I need you right now. Like something's not healed. We got to go there and take a look at it. And that that shows up, that can show up as discomfort in your body. It can show up as self-sabotage. And that this is how it's all connected to health too. Like for me, it showed up as IBS, really bad gastrointestinal issues, or it eventually showed up as depression and, and self-sabotaging behaviors that just kept me in this rut. And it on the surface level, it's like, why can't I just follow through with this nutrition <laughs> protocol or this exercise regime? Like willpower, right? We're taught yeah. willpower, motivation, not happening for a reason. Yeah. And that's that's how it's connected. And it's interesting to get in there and dig it up. Because then eventually, like, I'm taking care of her, not taking care of me, I'm taking care of her, I'm giving her what she needs. Yeah, yeah, 1000%. And I was having a conversation with a good girlfriend of mine, too. And we were talking about inner child and Mm -hmm. how most adults walking around are really just walking around as wounded children, Mm, you know, and until we are brave enough and have the awareness to go within and look at our inner child, just like you said, like nothing else is going to change. We're trying to put a bandaid on a wound as opposed, you know, that surface level. Well, I'll just eat better. I'll just work out more, you know, when I'll meditate more when really, well, maybe that could help bring some stuff up, but (laughs) you know, it's like, we, we have to be willing to go there. We have to be willing to look at the core of what's really going on. So I think that's so beautiful that you're able to help women and help clients like do this. And now with this like trauma informed too. So can you just explain a little bit about trauma informed and what that allows you to help people with? I mean, I know we're talking a little bit about it, but someone that's trauma informed versus someone that's not, so to speak. Yeah, it's, um, I've had subtle shifts in my business since going through this certification and it's more, it's so hard to describe. It's like, an, sure. it's an ener- it's at an, on an energetic level, I think. Like okay. I'm working with people that are struggling with things that I've struggled with in the past. Mm-hmm. So there are going to be times where I'm triggered in conversations, understanding, being able to understand my triggers and create this boundary so that I can continue to hold space for them. And hopefully it's safe space. That's my always my intention. And to trust them and to trust their timing of things that they're going to navigate this and come to come out on the other side and in, in their own timing. So I guess that's like the energetic shift on my end in a, in a one-on-one call. Also, being able to recognize when someone might be triggered and not forcing them to do things. Mm-hmm. Like I said, not trying to keep giving them things to vote, like go cook five meals this week when mm-hmm. they're like, I don't like myself or whatever, <laughs> this, whatever might be coming up. Like it's not as obvious, but knowing their limits, understanding how to build habits on a, a regulated nervous system and when to progress recognizing when they're ready to progress and move on to the next phase. Yeah. And also from start to finish in my marketing, in, in my messaging online, how am I showing up? 
I really, what I've gotten out of it is this new, this perspective and this deep understanding that we all have different perspectives Mm. on life and on events that have happened to us. And it's my job as a coach to be open to hearing that and not pushing my perspective onto them. As much as I just want to like grab them through the screen, bring them to me, hug them and say, look, (laughs) it's okay. I can't do that. I'm not here to save people. I'm here to guide them towards their goals. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I can just feel, and I know that the listeners will feel too, like your passion and compassion Mm -hmm. with all of this too, you know? And I think it's beautiful you having gone through your own journey and navigating it. And it's understandable that people are going to have similar issues that you had too that are naturally drawn to you as well. So mm-hmm. I am so excited for you yeah. and just like all that's going to ripple out from the goodness that you're putting out into the world. I wanted to touch a little bit on regulating our nervous systems and mm-hmm. what are some practical ways that we could do that moving forward to help us get into a more regulated state so that we can make better decisions. Because it's my understanding that when we are dysregulated, we're not thinking properly and therefore our actions are going to be misaligned as opposed to when we learn to regulate ourselves a little better than we can take the appropriate actions that we need to. Yeah. It shows up regulation can come in different ways, depending on the person. My personal belief is at the core of regulating our nervous system is joy and fun and play. Mm -hmm. If you're in this state of pure joy, you're having fun. Like think about when you're a kid and you're just running around outside and mom calls you in for parent calls you in for dinner and no, like I'm not ready. I'm having so much fun. Like that to me is a regulated nervous system. Yeah. (laughs) So however, whatever can get you there. I dance. I dance Mm -hmm. all the time. For example, right before this call, I'm moving through a lot of intense stuff in my personal life right now. So I sat down to try and meditate and get centered before hopping on here. And I couldn't, like, I'm not in a place where I can handle that stillness right now. I got up and danced. I was like, screw this. I'm dancing. I put my Zumba on <laughs> and yes. I dance for like 10 minutes and I'm I'm great. I'm fine. <laughs> Sometimes I am in a place where I can sit down and and meditate and that's okay with me. There are there are so many practices I can throw out like deep belly breathing. There's there's diaphragmatic breathing which is deep belly breaths. Then there's breathing breath work. (laughs) What's the word for that? Yeah. Breath work, different breathing techniques. You can do taking cold showers. What else? Singing, like activating the vocal, your vocal cords, Mm -hmm. singing, chanting, screaming, yelling, not, not in anger, but like, ah, like if you're just activating those vocal cords, that's where one of our nerves in the central nervous system, like the biggest nerve is starts back there. So gargling, like anything in your throat, gargling, activating those vocal cords somehow. I mean, I, yeah, there's getting out into nature is, is helpful too. Yeah. I would say at at the core of it, like I hate cold showers. Don't make me do it. (laughs) Find, figure out what makes you, (laughs) what gives you joy. I love that. I love the simplicity of that too, because Mm -hmm. I think that that makes it more approachable and, 
it's easy to reflect on that, right? Like to see if you're not feeling like yourself in the human design world, we would say, you know, you're in your not self theme of frustration, Mm -hmm. anger, bitterness, whatever the case may be. But if you're not feeling yourself and optimal, like, how can I bring in some more joy or play right now and keeping it that simple. And I love that. And then that also will help with the inner child healing and, Mm -hmm. you know, bringing her, him along to just like hang out for a little while instead of running the show in the adult stuff that we need to take care of. You know, it's more so like, let the, let your inner child come through and, and play and have so much fun right now. And then you can show up as the fully integrated adult that you need to, to make better decisions in your life and for your health and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Very cool. Exactly. Yeah. Nailed it. That's like a direct connection to the inner child work too. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yay. So what are, tell us a little bit about the five pillars of holistic nutrition. Okay. So they are for, this is how I work. This isn't like a, I don't know. I don't know how other people work, but these are my five pillars. Yeah. They're food and water. That's one movement is another sleep is the third pillar resilience and connection are the last two pillars Mm. and they so a lot of people come to me and they have this knowledge of you know food eat your veggies eat your whole grains I know I know I need to move more and exercise go to the gym maybe but like there are all these expectations that people have a pretty decent understanding of food water movement even sleep is starting to become a little more mainstream and which is great because it's really impactful. (laughs) Resilience and connection are two that I really enjoy bringing in because so people come to me, they have health goals, right? They want to know that they're working towards their goals. So obviously we're going to start there. We're going to start with the food. We're going to start, we're going to take a look at what's going on in for you personally. This is something actually that I will address with food. I won't spend too much time here, but everyone's different. And this is the problem I personally have with diet culture and fad dieting is that it, it, they place onto you something that might not be for you. Mm -hmm. And we all have different needs, different lifestyles, different goals. We have different medical histories, (laughs) DNA. We have different things that food is going to affect us all differently. So Mm -hmm. It's never a one size fits all. So when I'm working in that food and and water pillar, it's all about diving into you as an individual and what you need, what you and your body need. Yeah. So yeah, that's food and water. Movement is the same thing. People have this idea. I I need to go to the gym three times a week in order to see results. No, you don't. (laughs) How can you have fun? (laughs) Like movement can be fun. Again, back to this fun thing, like go take a dance class, go do yoga or Pilates or I don't know, jujitsu. As long as you're moving, our bodies are meant to move. I, this is my belief. Our bodies are meant to move. Movement is medicine. It can be Mm -hmm. so healing. And it should be enjoyable. So adding movement into your day, however that looks. And even if you are going to the gym three times a week and you're on this 
the schedule and you're feeling great about it, that's awesome. I'm not saying don't go do that. I, I love lifting weights. I go to the gym a lot personally, but we should always be striving for consistent movement throughout the day rather than that one hour. Like for some reason, one hour is so hard to commit to at the gym. If you think about it though, it's only 4% of your day. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so, and that, that's structured exercise. There are terms for this too. So that's structured exercise. And then everything else we do throughout the day is non-structured, but it's still movement. And if you sleep for eight hours, you've got 66% of your day to increase your movement in other ways, taking a walk between meetings, call a friend and go for a walk around the block while you're on the phone yeah. instead of sitting down. I don't know, like pacing while watching TV or getting up for each commercial break, squatting while the coffee's brewing. Like there are little things that you can do that add up to a lot. Yeah. And my, it's my belief that we should be moving throughout the day more consistently. So if you miss the gym, don't beat yourself up for it. How are you feeding your body or fueling, feeding, fueling? Like these all relate to food too, but how are you moving in other areas of your day? So more consistent movement is what I focus on and more fun, like making movement fun too. sleep. Oh, so people tend to like, think I got to wake up early. I got to go to bed late so I can fit it all in. You need to sleep though. It's yeah. so important. Uh, so many healing, so much healing comes while we're sleeping. The liver's downregulated or the liver is healing. Your brain is healing. Your muscles are healing their your digestion. Like everything's just being refueled for when you mm -hmm. wake up the next day. So it's, it's restorative and we need to be getting more sleep, especially if you're exercising more, if you're increasing those movement levels, your body needs to rest too. So focusing on sleep is a big one. And then there's the resilience and the connection, which are the two that I don't think get enough attention and that a lot of people, these are the fun ones. I have fun with these two. Yeah. Like I said, there's a general knowledge of food, water, movement, sleep, but resilience, the impact that stress has can be so damaging to our nervous systems, to our health and to our bodies. And stress is going to come. I'm not saying don't stress out because it can be, stress can serve a purpose. That's why I didn't call it stress. I chose resilience because it's how we bounce back from the stress. That's what matters. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So resilience is, that's definitely a fun one to tap into. It's a deep one to tap into, but it can, <laughs> it can be fun too. And there's a lot of awareness building that comes with that too. Like it's a recognizing and being compassionate with yourself. It's okay to be stressed. It's going to happen. What are, yeah. how are we going to move forward? Are we going to ruminate? Are we going to do something to shake it off? Maybe like wiggles, like that's a nervous system reset, mm -hmm. shake, shaking, whatever it might be to move on. And connection healing comes from a feeling of safety. Healing happens when we feel safe. Yeah. And you know, my belief as well is humans are, we're meant to connect with each other. We're social beings and we need love in our lives and healing, healing happens in safety. And that happens when we're feeling connected to people. So it's not about having willpower and saying no to that 
dinner that's yeah. going to be like super whatever greasy um, or quote off plan. I, I don't think we're ever off plan, by the way. So I have to say that I'm quoting that. <laughs> <laughs> the connection that you're getting from those events that you're you think you're having willpower and giving up on, that's key to overall health and happiness too. Mm-hmm. It's not about saying no to everything, but I mean, there, there are boundaries we need to set. We need to respect our energy levels. And if we need rest, then of course say no. But if you're saying no, because you don't want to eat the food like you're, or whatever, that's, that's where we need to reassess things and get you connecting with people a bit more. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I connection is so important. It's, it's, part of my calling here too, is Mm -hmm. to just remind people how we're all connected and so supported and loved too, on top of it. So what I heard was, you know, food and water, essential fuel, right? Mm -hmm. We all know this (laughs) movement, really doing the consistent movement throughout the day, whether you're focused on, I forgot what you said, but the intense workout, like the one hour Structured one, yeah. Structured workout, but also incorporating consistent movement throughout the day, which I know helps also move our energy as well, too. Right. That is going to help with regulating your nervous system and releasing the energy and any stuck emotions, too. And then sleep for healing and restoration to really like get us back in our prime when we wake up. And then the resilience is being able to bounce back from those stressful moments. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And then of course, connection, which ultimately creates safety within ourselves. So, so beautiful five pillars from coach Carr. I think this Mm -hmm. is fantastic and super digestible, easy to focus on throughout our day, you know, Mm -hmm. and any last little bits of advice you would give our listeners that are looking to create a more holistic, W H O L, holistic approach to their life? Yeah, I think because this stuff can be really overwhelming. So start with where you are, focus on one thing at a time, and start by adding things into your life rather than trying to eliminate. Like Mm. you don't need to stop eating carbs or stop eating French fries. Focus on adding things in first, adding in the whole foods, adding in the vegetables, adding in the fruit. If your afternoon snack is usually a cup of coffee, can you have a banana with it? (laughs) (laughs) You know, what are you already doing and how can you tack things onto it too? If you want more water and, but all you're drinking right now is soda, can you have a glass of water before you have soda or after you have like with the soda that you're already drinking? So focus on where, where you are now and adding things into your life to help make it easier, not all at once. And I will die on the hill of consistency over perfection. It is Mm. never going to be perfect ever, ever, ever. And if you can just start to embrace that and move move on when you feel like you've messed up, just move on rather than beat yourself up for it. You're human. And I'm I'm giving you that permission that it's going to happen and it's okay. It's all about the consistency. What are you doing most of the time? It doesn't need to be perfect and it's not going to be. I love that. Beautiful. Beautifully said. 
thank you so much for coming on today again to the show. I'm so excited. I know you've got some goodies out there, some workshops coming up, and I would just love for you to share where our listeners can connect with you, how they can get into your world and work with you. Yeah. I mostly, I hang out on Instagram and my Instagram handle is coach car underscore. So you can definitely, I invite you to follow me there. Send me a message, say that you listen to this. I'd love to would love to hear from you. I have a free a freebie which covers all five of these pillars. It's a little packet. Uh, it's not long. It's like a page of pillar that just goes into each pillar a little bit more and gives you some suggestions. It's called Five Pillars of Holistic Nutrition. So you can check that out. You can find that on Instagram. It's on my website too. My website has different ways to work together. It has some digital courses that I've created in the past that you can download. And then I have a couple of workshops coming up. I have one coming up next month, right before the holidays, right before Thanksgiving. And I'm working on another one that I'm going to do in December that I think is going to be really helpful, like a stressful time of year where we tend to lose time or feel like we've lost time. So that's going to be the theme of it, like managing your time and managing your health with it. So I've got that coming up. and. Oh, a winter challenge is coming up in January. So if you follow me, you can just stay updated on all these things that I'm working on. I'm excited for it. Yes. And Coach Carr also shows a lot of her movement on there too, (laughs) with some dances and her Zumba. So she's definitely full of energy, full of wisdom, full of medicine. And we're so blessed to have you on the show, babe. It's so good to see you. And I can't wait to see you in real life coming up. I know. So soon. I'm so excited. Me I too. You. I know. We've known each other for over a year and we finally get to meet in person. It's almost it's so cool. two years. It's been almost two years. Good Lord. I know. Yes. Speaking of time, it does just I know. go by. <laughs> Think of it. Exactly. It was so good to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, babe. All right. We'll see y'all next time. Be sure to check the show notes for all of the goodness and tag us. Let us know that you're listening. We'll catch you later. Awesome. That was so much fun. I don't know about you, but I had such a blast. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Cup of Chelsea. And I am so freaking thankful that you're here and that you've decided to spend this time with me and listen in. I know you've got a lot of choices out there. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. If this episode resonated with you, or if you know it would be a great listen for somebody else, please don't keep me a secret. Be sure to share it, take a screenshot, post it on Instagram, use the hashtag Cuppa Chels, that's C-U-P-P-A-C-H-E-L-S, and also subscribe so you can always get the latest episode directly. And then if you're feeling up for it, leave me a review. I'm so grateful. Love and light. Adios.